Give it up to the plant uh, poles. Gentlemen, we are now live. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. This is everyone's Apundit episode 95. We've got an all star lineup today. Some great pundits in the view studio. It's been a pleasure, or it is a pleasure, having them on. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves. If we can start by going bottom right, please. Um, introduce yourself, please, Mr. White Glasses. For those of you listening on the audio, you can't see. He's come swagged out for today. Introduce Not really. Yourself. This is just standard attire. I'm chilling at home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hi. Um, representing the Dream Team and Liverpool Football Club, it's yours truly, DJ Spoonie. Thank you very much for having me. Um, a purveyor of, of good music, most probably especially... UK garage to most people, but if it's good, I'll play it. That's, that's it. it, that's it. Nah, Spoonie, a pleasure, man. Thank you for coming on. We are honoured. So, yeah. Thanks for the invite, sure. man. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Now, Shoot the Defence has made a comment and he says that I need to address this person as Mr. Malacca. I don't know why, but maybe you can introduce yourself and let us know what that's about, please. <laughs> it spells just bitter because his separate team is in a relegation fight and I have to express my views. So that's all that is. <laughs> it's just a bitter, bitter Cypriot. <laughs> I was going to say, last time I checked, uh, Malacca was not a nice word. Correct. Well, who introduced yourself, though, as your real name? <laughs> Rodri, James Giggs and Shooting de Defence co-host. Oh, yeah, let's go, let's go. And we've mixed it up today. We have a Burnley fan on. It's a pleasure. Um, introduce yourself, please, mister. No problem. So, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm Dan from Turf Moor House TV, uh, a crappy little Burnley channel that will be doing championship content next season. <laughs> hey, have, some, have some faith, Dan. Have some faith. You're still... Oh, I did. I did about two or three games ago when we started putting results together and then it just went, well, nose dive like no tomorrow. Oh, hmm. man. But now, Dan, appreciate it. We've been trying to chop... We've been chopping it up, like, literally on the socials for a minute. And um, we've never had a Burnley fan on before. We we want to get all fans on, so we really appreciate your presence. And obviously, we're gonna talk a lot about Burnley today and just see where you guys are, uh, guys are at, where your heads at, what you think going forward, and yeah, just assess your season so far. So yeah, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Well, no worries. Thanks for the opportunity, and I'm looking forward to chatting to everyone. Brilliant, brilliant, good stuff, man. And uh, you introduce yourself, Swaggy Daniels. Yeah, so Saturday people. Uh, a dejected. Well, actually, no, I'm still happy. I'm happy to be here. I'm around brilliant people. So, yeah, it's Patrick Tyron, a.k.a. Young Swaggy Daniels. When you see the T, see the P. When you see the P, now represents T. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Let's go, people. And my name is Semps. You can catch me at LSemps on Twitter. And this is Everyone's a Pundit, episode 95. If you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button. If you're watching today, please hit the like button. And let's get into today's show. Um, Premier League, as always, has been a mad one. Started off on Saturday. Midday kickoff. Liverpool, DJ Spoonie, you're a Liverpool fan, right? So yep. you was you was happy with that. Could you know them early kickoffs on a Saturday can be them banana skin ones. 
Liverpool did not let up. 2-0 winners away to Brighton. Um, Brentford beat Burnley 2-0 at home. We're going to discuss that. This is why Dan's uh, hurting a little bit today. Um, the first game we will discuss today, though, will be the big game of the weekend. Manchester United 3, Tottenham 2 at Old Trafford on Saturday. Um, move on to today. There was a lot of games today. This is Sunday we're recording. Um, Chelsea got a late winner, 89th minute winner at home to Newcastle. Um, Everton lost 1-0 at home to Wolves. Yeah, Lampard is not having a good time over there. Lee's got a big win there today, 2-1 at home to Norwich. You know, them relegation fight ones, big points there they got. Um, Southampton 1, Watford 2, another massive result there at the bottom of the table. Good result there for Watford away to Southampton. Um, West Ham, who momentarily went above Arsenal, I believe. 2-1 winners at home to Aston Villa. But Arsenal did claw that back and got right back into the top four with a, I would have to say, a convincing 2-0 home win to Leicester City. Um, so, yeah, we will start at the Manchester United 3, Spurs 2. Rodri Giggs, if I was to come over to you first, I haven't spoken to you in a while. Um what did you think of the game? Obviously, we got three points. What were your thoughts on Manchester United's performance, first of all? Well, performance wasn't great. Um, it hasn't been great all season, as you know. But, you know, Tottenham uh, did OK. It's just that the, the difference was Cristiano Ronaldo. It's just plain and simple. Um, if we don't have him, we get beat. So, yeah, unlucky for Tottenham because they didn't play poorly. But, you know... Like I say, when you've got Cristiano Ronaldo on your side and he's he's got a bee in his bonnet, then that's the that's the performance you're gonna get. Yep, yep, I I agree, Pat. You know, you're a little bit. You know, you're gonna be upset with the result. Maybe oh, even a little bit more upset because I thought um, Tottenham did play actually quite well. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man. I mean, it was if we're being honest, if we're being brutally honest, it was a game low on quality, considering the two teams that are out on display. Man United got an abundance of talent there. Tottenham had some good players in their ranks. The game wasn't great. It wasn't a great spectacle, but there were moments in the game. Disappointing because, like Rodri said, if it wasn't for Ronaldo, we'd probably win that game. But Ronaldo is so good, even at 37 years old. Like, there was a few comments. Obviously, OK, if I re rewind it back a bit, I was on a few shows. I was on the TFT um, 12th Man. I said we'd win 3-1. I was quite confident going into oh, the game. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. yeah I said we'd win 3-1. Yeah. And it's not, not, a shade that, that, not a shade at Man United. I just thought that you lot would come out and play because you needed to win after the after the Manchester derby and we would just pick you off on the counter. But obviously, I was relying on Son and Kane to have a good game. Both of them weren't great. Um, for us to win, at least one of them has to be firing. Both of them didn't play that well. Son, I don't know what was going on. It's like he was wearing flipping astroturfs. He just kept falling over. Mm. He was just just scrambling all over the place. Kane was mm, he was okay, but he didn't do enough. But um, it's just Ronaldo, man. Ronaldo, that first goal was world class. That is amazing. Like he just got the ball. Dyer backed off him a bit. Boom, top corner. Hugh got no keeper saving that, and it was out of nothing. Um, second goal, good goal. It was really sloppy from us. We had just got back in the game. Regalon switched off, didn't step up defensively when the whole line stepped up. 
Uh, Jaden Sancho, as I keep saying, is a top player. He's really coming into his own now. Obviously, squared it across Ronaldo tapping. And then the third goal, just defensive. It was just so poor. Ronaldo had a free header off, off a corner. Um, Doherty didn't mark his man at all. Romero kind of got caught sleeping. But yeah, Ronaldo was the difference. Disappointing because I thought we played well enough to get something out of the game. But yeah, Ronaldo on his day, like Rodri said, when Ronaldo's got a point to prove, he's unplayable, man. And we don't know what's been going on behind the scenes. There's been, you know, talks of was he injured, was he not injured, all this hip flex of rubbish. I don't think he was. I think something was going on. But yeah, that guy's unplayable when he's when he's on his day. But we just, we were sloppy, man. We had chances. Sonny should have scored when Kudacheski played him in. Um, I really like Kudacheski, to be fair. He's like an unsung hero. He had a really good game again yesterday. Um, but yeah, just just didn't do enough to to see out the game, and that was pretty much it. I think so, you've uh, uh, sorry, Sam. I think you've no, no. I think on the, on the Monday when they go through the goals, they all could have been prevented. You know, Daniel yeah. squeezed the, the the goal down. Uh, Regulon could have stepped up, but yeah. the, the defender could have gone with a runner as well. So you could pick the bones out of that one. The third one, you know, you shouldn't get a free header in the middle exactly. of the cool. So they're all bad goals to give away as well. So, you know, I think you've seen this, the signs of fatigue, you know, travelling to Burnley, travelling to City, then playing Everton and then travelling to Manchester again. So especially Son, we've never seen Son like that. He looked leggy, he looked yeah. himself. So, but yeah, it was a good result. Because like I say, Tottenham didn't play badly, but we just had Ronaldo. Mm. Dan, from... Um... Obviously, you're at the other end of the table. Um, you haven't... I don't know what your thoughts are on Tottenham, Manchester United and everything like that, but watching that game, what were your thoughts on the quality? And as Manchester United being the home team, did you expect us to do a little bit more? To be to be honest with you, um, I actually thought Spurs would have done something in this game. I actually thought Spurs this season have been that sort of team that come up against the big sides that are, that are in and around them and grab a performance. And I, I think you'll probably agree with me, Pat, that it's literally a case of, you know, look look at the game against Man City. You have nailed it, bossed it, you know, signed it off. And then you turn up at Turf Moor and get, you know, the 1-0 the one -nil, the one -nil win and stuff. And I'm just thinking, and I'm just like, does that sum up Spurs in a way? That Spurs will show up in those big games, but then sort of, you know, backsides going 20p, 50p when it comes up against the sides at the bottom. And you sort of just start to think, what's happening here with Spurs? Although I did, as I say, I did expect, you know, Spurs to get something out of this game. I did predict uh, Spurs win. But as as Rodri said, you know, once Ronaldo's on, on his on his A game, you're just not stopping him. Yes, I hear you. DJ Spoonie, coming over to yourself, sir. Um, you're a Liverpool fan, so I know the hate for Manchester United is probably really real. But can you can give your honest assessment of what you thought of Manchester United on the day? Because obviously we're the home team. Um, what were your thoughts on the performance of Manchester United? I've just been, I suppose, like every Manchester United fan and every football fan generally who watches the Premier League around the world, just been a little bit underwhelmed with Manchester United this season and I think Antonio Conte and Spurs to think that they've gone away from home to Old Trafford scored twice and come away with nothing they've got to be bitterly disappointed with that because I think going into the game you think if we score twice away from home we should get something out of the game at least a point um 
you know, Ronaldo being the difference, is it is it great management from Rangnick knowing, look, it doesn't make sense playing him against Manchester City because he can't press. We're going to spend lots of the time without the ball. It's going to be like playing with 10 men. Tottenham are really our rivals in the uh, in the chase and the race for that top four spot. Let me give him a week off. Listen, a worldie like Ronaldo is going to want to play every single week. We, we understand that. But the job as the manager is to pick the side that's best for the game and for the long run. Ronaldo's about titles for himself. Indirectly, the club wins. Listen, what's that? 806 and 807 goals. Fantastic. But if he plays last week against Man City, they most probably lose and he most probably doesn't get a hat-trick this week. So, you know, we can look at it like that with hindsight. I think it's a big three points. I'll also go as far as saying matches like this, sometimes the performance doesn't matter. You just got to get across the line, get the points on the board. It's really cramming up at the top and it will be an absolute travesty and a nightmare for Manchester United if they don't finish in the top four this season. Yeah, yeah. I hear you, man. It will definitely be a travesty. Um, the, you, you mentioned there about games like this, it doesn't matter about the performances or sometimes it doesn't quite matter about the performance. Now, I, I, I have a different outlook on it because I've seen us under Oli get three points in many, many games where we haven't played well. And I just feel it just catches up with you at the end of the day. And this is the way we've been playing all season. And I don't feel it's sustainable unless we start turning in proper performances. But Rod, I wanted to ask you, you know, I've got a question here. Is Ronaldo the problem at United? Um, you know, Dan says here, Ronaldo the problem. He's putting it in brackets, so I don't feel he believes Ronaldo's the problem. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts, Rod. As I said, I've not spoken to you for a while, so I'm not sure what your thoughts are on Ronaldo this season. I know me personally, I've been a little bit underwhelmed. I've been excited at times, but I don't think he's been great. I don't believe that he's necessarily the problem, but I do think that he has posed us some questions that haven't really been answered. What's your thoughts on Ronaldo this season? And do you think that he's causing a problem for United? I don't see how he can cause a problem. If we if we didn't have Ronaldo this season, we'd be mid-table. True <laughs> <laughs> talk, we'd be, we'd be mid-table. Who else is going to get the goals? He scored what? 19, 18 goals. Mm. Whoever's close to him is probably Bruno. He didn't play yesterday. Big shout out to Fred yesterday. He played really, really well. Yeah, he high position. He's he been good. getting a bit of and he played really, really well. Um, but yeah, I just don't understand it. Yes, you know, you, you've probably brought him in when we don't probably need him. We need in, in other areas, i.e., the midfield, a proper midfielder. Uh, but how can you not have someone, the greatest goal scorer? Yes, he's 37, but I don't care. He's better than anything you've got. I'm not having that he doesn't work. He was stopping uh, shots on the edge of his box on Sunday, Sunday and clearing things, stopping breakup and, and, and having breaks away from the, from his own edge of his own goal. So I, I just don't get it. You've got to use utilise him as best you can. Yes, he's here now. So he's a goal scorer. He'll get you goals. He's, he's proven that. What do you think it would be like if he'd only scored two goals? Like a certain greatest. <laughs> the uproar. The uproar. What, just think about it. 
There's no think about Messi who's only scored two goals. There's nothing, even though he's getting booed off his own fans. Yeah, this is Manchester United, which causes a stir. It's the biggest club in the world. No one gives a shit about PSG. So, But you know what? Do you, do you think, Rod, that what Spoonie said there about him having the week off, do you think that impacted on the performance that we saw? Because I'll be honest... I think that was the best I've seen Ronaldo off the ball and also on the ball as well. I felt he looked a lot sharper than I've seen him in games. There's been games where I've seen him where he's tripping over the ball. People are getting the ball off him. I thought he was really sharp on the weekend. And and I don't know, maybe a week off there and a bit of fire in his belly. I don't know. Do you think that had an impact? I think sometimes with, with a, a specimen like that, he, yes, he wants to play. And yes, he's a specimen, but stuff you've got to save him from yourself. He can't play every game. Week in, week out, it's just impossible. Yes, he's a specimen. Yes, he's only he's thirty-seven, but he just can't do it. You no, know, I disagree. You leave him out of the big games, but I agree with Spoon. If you probably played against it, he might have got beat six-one. So, and that's given the fire in his belly. So that's good management. Mm. Yes, it will probably the truth might come out in the end, but you know, everyone's been left. Or I don't know if you've all played football and you've you played in your team, you've been left out. You're pissed off, and you want to prove someone a point. He's no different. He just happens to be the greatest player that the world has arguably ever seen. I suppose, yeah. unluckily, unluckily for Ronaldo, just the way that the fixtures have fallen is that there were two massive games back to back, right? So, you know, it, again, you play against Manchester City. Most teams that play against Man City spend most of the game without the ball. It's a lot harder to play without the ball. You do a lot more running when your team is chasing possession. So, you've really got to say, as brilliant as he is, is that the, the best way to utilise Cristiano Ronaldo? I don't think it is. But he knows a lot more than me and definitely so does his manager. And I'm saying, mate, have a week off because next week is the one that we really have to win. If we lose to Manchester City, we lose to Manchester City. Does it really impact us? It does, but it doesn't. But what we can't afford to do is let a rival get the jump on us with three points. But, you know, I've heard... Gary Neville say on, on the whole thing of Ronaldo, yes, you sign in someone like that. You have to ask the question, what are we signing him for? Now, if you're not going to build the team around the way that he plays, it's not that he's the problem. You've made the problem by bringing him in there. And you look at the way that all big clubs do it. And, you know, and I, I could take some pride in this with my own club that, you know, when we signed Van Dijk, once uh, Jurgen Klopp and Michael Edwards identified that Virgil van Dijk was the man. They waited to get the man. There was a system and he was the man for the system. They didn't go and spend £30 million on a stock gap or £40 million on a stock gap. They waited for the man that they wanted to come in and look at the difference. And that is what happens when you have structured signings, when you have a, a, a structured scouting network, which, let's be honest, I'm not sure if that's how Manchester United are... Are running it, but you know, I've got my own problems, so I'm staying out of man's business. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, it, is, it is a problem who, who are bringing these players in because you know, the most key area of the field is the middle of the park, and that's yeah. been not been addressed for years. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a problem when you've got a 36 year old Matic who's your best ball player in the middle of the park because when he plays, he, he, he's probably the best one out of them all. Fred proved that he can play higher up. He wasn't giving the ball away like Bruno Fernandes does a lot. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of positives from the game. But Ronaldo being a problem, I just don't get it at all. 
Monday. Rodri, do you not think as well though? Stuff like Fred Fred almost feels like a new signing since Ralph's come in. Yeah, he's probably giving the right information that he wants he wants to hear. And you know, we can know he can get about the pitch, but just do things simple. Just do things you're yeah. good at. And and he's he's good at that. He like I say, he's got legs, he can get around the pitch. Yes, he's not a great goal scorer, but he's got he'll nip in with a few goals here and there. We've seen that of late. But yeah, yesterday I was impressed with him. He played really well. You, you've got to give him praise when you, you know, when he doesn't has a bad game. We 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 express it. So you've got to give him praise when he uh, when he has a good one. He, he was he was really good yesterday. But you know what? There's been sorry. I was just going to say that Fred Fred has actually put in a lot of good performances in big games. You know, I, I think yeah. he goes under the radar. Fred generally in the big games is is actually good and dependable. Um, so I'm not surprised to see what I saw yesterday. Um, he did have a really good game. I thought Pogba wasn't. No, Stell's shooting there, but Pogba was great. Pogba wasn't at his best yesterday. You know, he looks leggy. He looks doesn't look fit. You know, yeah. he's getting hurt off every every game. Um, Second half, he starts to fade for me. He's definitely yeah. looking leggy and unfit. I was surprised he didn't get taken off yesterday. Because I, I I was thinking to myself he's definitely looking leggy in there. But I well, Rashford, first... Rashford wasn't great, but he worked hard and did a did a job for the team. Yes, he didn't come into to key areas offensively, but he worked hard as a team. They kept things really simple. Sancho's coming on. No Maguire. Don't get me started. I just, yeah. don't... <laughs> <laughs> just, just in there, there whilst Roger goes and finds some tissues, right? I, I was just going to say that when you look at any successful team. You have to be solid down the spine. Like Manchester United's captain, their main centre half. Like if I'm Lindelof or if I'm Bailly, I'm thinking, how yeah. like, how are you dropping me? Like the mistakes that my man makes, he's he's. I don't know. It's it's so bad. And and the other thing to add into, as you mentioned, Pogba. Right, they signed him from from Juventus, where he was playing left of a three. He had Perlo playing at the heart as the pivot in midfield. Right now, you've not signed him on the back of brilliant performances to come and play as that six, as that pivot. That's not what he does. So why is everyone then surprised that Pogba's not doing great because he's not doing doggies and shutting down? That's not his That's not his thing. And then he's playing in a team where when he is playing le left of the three, they're not good enough in the middle to find him. So I'm like, the, 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 the structure, the signings, um, the acquisitions at that club all seem a little bit wonky. Let's sign... Let's sign the most expensive player that's available. Not let's sign the best player that's available for our system. Mm. That's how it looks from the outside. It's, it's, it's like the like Sancho, like Sancho signing. Yes, he's a good player, but we had Marshall, we had Rashford, we had Lingat, we had players that could play there. So that wasn't the key area that needed to sort it out. It was the midfield. Why aren't we spending £100 million on a proper midfielder? To, so we can see the better of, of Paul Pogba yeah. and the better of other players. It's just frustrating. When you only have to hear Man United fans week in, week out, you know, screaming for a CDM for like the last two seasons now, going like, we need a CDM. It, that's the that's the main area. We can't keep having this, as United fans have been calling it, McFred. You know, um, however, it's been altered a bit now. Fred's been playing higher up, as you said. Um, I still think that's probably going to be a key area because, as you say, you can't just keep relying on Matic. You, you know, you've got Matic, you've got Cavani, you've got Ronaldo, all at that like pivotal age now of their careers, where you're thinking, right, 
what next? Yeah, this is Man United, right? I mean, this is a thing maybe for the for the Manchester United fans. Other than maybe the games against Manchester City, two games a season, maybe even the games against Liverpool, another two games a season, right? So that's giving you thirty-four games in the whole campaign. Why are you playing two holding midfielders? That's another thing that I don't understand. You know, they played two holding midfielder against Liverpool and conceded five. So you'd be better off saying, all right, well, you score one, we score one. But again, I, I, there's a lot at Manchester United. And like I said, it might be a blessing in disguise for them if they don't finish in, in the top four. Because if they do, it might just paper over the cracks. No, nah, listen. Sorry, in terms of the top four, like I said, I tweeted it yesterday. We lost a big six-pointer yesterday. So, you know, our running is very sketchy now in terms of making top four. Arsenal are there. You guys now have to get that fourth place. I cannot have <laughs> but, but, Pat, 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 you know, look, this because we're going to have to move on in a sec. But yeah. I wanted to we'll move away from Man United because, trust me, we ain't getting top four. We'll speak about the other team in, in a little bit later on in this podcast. But yeah. for, for where, where do Spurs go, go from here now? Because, obviously... It's going to be, it looks like it's going to be a poor campaign, which you probably wasn't expecting at the beginning of the season. You've got Conte now. Do you believe that Conte stays and is given the chance to properly rebuild and go forward with this team? Or do you yeah. think that I mean, it, it, it was always going to be tough to, to get top four, if we're being honest. Like from the beginning of the season, no one gave us a chance. My top fourth, my fourth place was always Man United. I always said that from the beginning. Obviously, Arsenal have come out of nowhere. When I say out of nowhere, of course, they, they're doing what they're doing, but no one expected Arsenal to be where they are. They've so come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair play to them. But it was always going to be tough for us to get top four, so we can't change that narrative. If we finish in the top six, for me, that's still a good season. It's decent, and then we build off that. Conte has to be backed in the summer. We need to address the key areas. Yesterday, Doherty at right back kept giving the ball away. Uh, we've got players like Ben Davis again, pulling the ball, kept giving the ball away. For no reason. They're not even getting pressed and they're giving the ball away. So those areas have to be addressed. Conte needs to stay. Obviously, we need to keep our best players and then we go again. Need to finish in the top six. Top four is going to be very, very tough. We have to rely. Obviously, we have to do our job and rely on other teams to flop. Uh, that is going to be difficult. But yeah, I think if we finish in the top six, for me, that's okay. Considering well, if, if you finish if you finish sixth and Arsenal finish fourth, you can't then say that's been a good season for Spurs. Uh, yeah, it's it's been good and compared to what you know where we finished last year. That, that is some sort of growth and progress. Um, but you Arsenal have, to, would have gone from eighth to fourth. Yeah, I know. But Arsenal again, there there are mitigating circumstances. Like Arsenal didn't have any European football, and even though the Arsenal fans will try and say that isn't the be all, and then that is a massive, massive advantage over all of us. We've all had to play a lot of games where they've only had one game a week. They was out of the cups early. It has helped them. Of course, at the end of the day, they're turning out of Europe for ages, bro. Oh, sorry? You've been out of Europe for ages. Yeah, I know, but we're still in the FA Cup, though. And we're still in the... <laughs> I think Tottenham are going to look back and it's, you know, it's results like the one against Southampton. The Burnley. In Man City, the Burnley game. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be crucial, not just for points on the board, but there's a thing of momentum in football that's kind of like, that's very, very important and often not spoke about enough. Yeah, no, definitely. And Arsenal do have that momentum. Like Leicester today, I didn't see Leicester getting anything out of that game. Before the game started, I said, yeah, Arsenal going to win this. But Arsenal are just in good, good form. And it, like you said, Spoonie, that momentum does, it does give you that extra, it's like a 12th man. 
when you're playing good and you know you've got that in them, then yeah. Uh, I don't know what Dash is talking about, but yeah, um, yeah, man. So yeah, that's pretty much where I stand. I mean, just, cool. just, just my thing on Tottenham. Actually, I genuinely, genuinely believe you've got one of the best club managers in the world at the helm right now, and you need to do whatever you can to keep him there because if you're not got him, then I don't know where you go from that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He needs to be backed. We need to go again. I mean, there, there's we've got some good components. We've got some good players there, but he needs to be backed properly. Everyone says the same thing. Pundits, fans, you know, rival fans. It's obvious. It's clear to see. And then we go again properly next year. See how the season goes. You never know what could happen. I don't think we'll get top four. If, Definitely to finish in the top six. And then obviously... If you finish, if you finish six, does Harry Kane stay? I mean, he tried to go last year, didn't he? So realistically, I don't... Rodri, honestly, I don't know. No one knows. Maybe now if Liverpool go and win the league, then Man City that might force Man City's hand to literally just go and get him. Did you watch Monday Night Football? Teddy Sheringham didn't help. Yeah, um, yeah, he's saying that. Yeah, he said, well, why did he go to Manchester United? He's just want to win things. Mm. Talks about the Harry Kane situation. It's more or less similar, isn't it? But he's he's keeping it real though. You can't because I know a lot of fan, a lot of Tottenham fans were pissed off at Teddy Sheringham, but he's just being honest. He's a sports, he's an ex-pro. He had that same. I mean, Tottenham weren't the same Tottenham back then as they were now. But at the end of the day, you have a short career. You only have realistically ten to twelve years at the top. You know, Harry came for all his accolades. He's not competing where we should be. Like when you're seeing Benzema scoring hat tricks and Lewandowski scoring hat tricks, Harry Kane is just as good as those two players. He should be playing at that level right now. Do you know what I mean? He shouldn't be watching it on TV. He should be there or thereabouts. So I totally get what, what Teddy Sheringham's saying. I can't lie. Even as, as a passionate Spurs fan, he loves Tottenham to death. I can see the club has let, has let Harry Kane down to a degree because Harry Kane has been in final after final and semi-final after semi-final. And even yesterday, that's a big game. Harry Kane, was again, was MIA. He scored a penalty, but if we're being real, he didn't do enough to control that game. If you was I watching thought, that I game, did, I thought he did all right, man. I, like, I don't know, man. He, don't he, know, had man. Good, he, had, he had a good game. He had a context. He had an okay game, but when you're seeing Ronaldo score a hat trick and literally grab the game by the scruff of the neck, for me, that's what Harry Kane should be doing. Do you know what I mean? Harry Kane's in the in the peak of his powers. This is a game that we should be winning. Harry Kane should be doing what Ronaldo's doing for me. Yeah, I don't so go back a couple of weeks, Empire. Go back a couple of weeks when you beat City. Does that mean that? Kane was on form that day, or was it a case of proving a point to Manchester City yeah, that you should have come and bought me? To be fair, Harry Kane has been. I think they showed the stats in the last 12 games. He scored like 10 goals and bad like two or three. So he has been in really good form for the last month or couple of months. But I hear what you're saying about the Man City game. But for me, Kane has been good. But another big game, you need to turn up, man. The top players turn up in the top big, big games. Lewandowski, yeah, yeah. Benzema, Ronaldo, Messi. The reason why they are where they are is because they turn up every big game. But you don't don't, don't, don't forget, though, that those players that you're talking about are playing for Real Madrid. They're playing for Bayern Munich. He's playing for Tottenham. Now, against Manchester City, it wasn't a Harry Kane show. Tottenham played well that day. You lot yeah. defended really well. And on the counter, you lot were lethal. It wasn't just Harry Kane. No, it wasn't. Yes, Son, yeah, the yeah, you know what I mean? So yesterday, yeah. he, he needs them, he needs his players around him to also step up. I thought you lot were, were good in moments. But as we've already discussed, you, you were lacking. You know, Son mm. was lacking. Other players were lacking yesterday, man. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think you can lay that all on Harry Kane's door. But they will. 
Done we'll sport. move on though because we have spent half an hour on Manchester United and Spurs far too long. <laughs> it was a big it's game, the, though. It's the views derby, Sam's people been getting. I know. Make sure you're on that. Make sure Sam's on that. Liverpool will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to um, Brentford to Burnley. Skip it. Skip no, it. No, we, we, we need to discuss it. We need to get we need to get this out now. So, um, you know, probably less more about the game is what what are your thoughts on how your season has gone so far, Dan? I, I doubt that you thought it would go this way at the beginning of the season. Um, and yeah, what are your thoughts on how it's gone so far, man? Uh well, we always start a season poorly. Uh, we always have done. Uh, we're basically a second half of the season team, except this season. I think we've just done pretty similar to Stoke, pretty similar to Bournemouth. We've just hit that point where your looks ran out and, you know, it, it says, uh, who hit the guy from Arsenal fan TV? Goes, it's time to go. That, that's, Burnley, to go. that's basically Burnley's time now. Um, we followed on from the season before, you know, we were scrapping the season before, just managed to get out of it um, and stay up. And I thought, OK, this time it's a full season. Fans are back in the stadium. You know, a team like Burnley having fans in there, being a 12th man, you know, that's going to be like a big thing. And hopefully we'll push on from that. Then you, you see us actually make signings of creative players like Corney and things like that. And you're like, whoa, hold on, lad. this is a guy who's gone from playing Champions League football with Leon to practically playing Kirby on a cul-de-sac at Turf Mall. Like, what's, what's all this about? Um, so it, it just... It's just not felt right this season. For me, I look at it and think, last season there was three teams worse off than us. This season, we're one of them three. And that's that's the thing that scares me the most because we got new owners, you know, about a year and a half ago nearly now. Um, you know, what what's going to be their thoughts if we do go down? Are they going to be like, ah, time to jump? And then we're left in the lurch. You know, I, I try to look at the bigger picture and not just what's happening game by game. Um I've been on a couple of channels and they've been saying, oh, how do you think we'll stay up? And I've well, I've gone from 95% going down to 93. I think the lowest I dropped was like <laughs> 87% that were going down still. Um, the thing is, people saying, but we've got these wins, we've got this, we've got that. But you can't just keep going game by game and thinking, oh yeah, that's going to be, that's that game's going to be our saving grace. No, it's not. Because you, how, in fact, I saw something earlier on Twitter, the game's, that we have played against teams in that bottom half, we would still be bottom of a mini league with only six points against the teams around us, which is shocking in my opinion. I didn't know it was that bad. I didn't know your form was that bad against the teams that you need to beat. Be yeah. Wow. It's been bad. It's, it's, it's just been poor. Um, I'm fed up of... To be fair, I'm still dashing. I know there's people saying dash out and stuff, and I think that's just wrong. I think we've stuck with him for so long. Um, he, he's trying to change things. I just think he went back to basics in that Brentford game and it, it killed us off. Uh, the only bugbear I have with Dash is his like-for-like substitutions. Like, if you get him beat or you see that the other team have changed it up, they've brought an extra man into midfield, you're getting overrun. Change, change the record, change, change the system. You know, try and make it work. But no, he ends up coming out at the end of a game going, oh, well, our midfield need to learn to cope with that. <laughs> We're becoming a retirement centre, for Christ's sake. Christ, next season, watch it. We'll have Cavani and Matic sat, in, uh, sat there. 
<laughs> I mean, the championship, mate. Sorry to, sorry to break. Yeah, it to yeah. They probably won't <laughs> dropped at championship, but still, I just mean we're literally giving people a second chance at at the yeah. Premier League, and for me, it's it's poor. We need to be doing better than that. We need to be doing better than that. What what were your thoughts when you guys sold Chris Wood to Newcastle? Obviously, the money was good, but the fact that you sold into a, essentially a relegation rival, what 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 were you and the Bernie's fans' thoughts on that one? Oh, I was pissed off. I was fuming. Um, I was literally sat there going, "What? what why?" Mm. Um, I I actually completely forgot release clause release clauses existed. To be honest, because it's it's very rare people activate them these days, unless it's in like the Spanish division and stuff. So to have that happen, we were all like, ah, right, our, our source of goals. I mean, he'd only had three all season at that point. And we're <laughs> thinking, still, our source of goals is gone. What happens now? Yeah. So I were, I were fuming at the beginning. However, rolling about a week and a half later, or a couple of days later, whenever it were, and you see it flash up on Sky Sports and they're saying about Luca Dean's left Everton to join Aston Villa for 25 million. I'm thinking, hold on, is this the same Luca Dean who's probably been Everton's standout player in the last couple of seasons? And he's just gone to Aston Villa for the same amount of money. To be honest, a 30-year-old with only a return of three goals who's not going to get the service at Newcastle because the wingers like to cut in. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Mm, yeah. I, I, suppose, I think for Burnley, if I'm completely honest, I think every season they stay in the Premier League, they're punching above their weight. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you really break it down, there's so many mini leagues within the Premier League that they are always going to be in with a relegation fight. And, you know, my mum would say, you know, every day the bucket go well. And every now, every now and again, the bottom of the bucket's going to bust. Do you know what I mean? Last three games, three defeats, no goals. So, listen, if they go down, I think they have to... I think they've got the right manager to get them up. If I'm completely honest with you, if I'm a Burnley fan, I don't think there's any manager that I'd rather be my manager in the championship. I think they're well placed to survive a season in the championship. And every season that they survive in the Premier League is an absolute blessing. And sometimes you just got to manage your expectations and enjoy the ride. You know what I mean? Imagine what it must be like being a Tottenham fan. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got to do with this but, yeah. <laughs> to be fair Spoonie though I, I actually I agree with what you're saying Dash is the man who'll probably take us back up however the squad we have got is not capable I don't I don't think it is we'll lose players like Nick Pope Cornell will go we'll lose McNeil um, some McNeil, big hitters will like drop him. out of the squad he's a, he's a tiny player McNeil I really yeah like him. and good. if we start to lose all them and we've just bitch, literally got the bulk of a bunch of 34, 35-year-olds who Dash can't keep saying season in, season out, season pros. No, you go from season pros to veterans, just like you go from being a boy to a man. It's, yeah. you know, it changes. But and then, I think we then, need to change because the physicality of their championship, as much as they're seasoned professionals, I don't think they'll be able to keep up with a, you know, midweek weekend, midweek weekend, because we've had that with our games that have been called off and it's completely bitten us in the arse in terms of results. Dan, that takes some sort of solace from what Aston Villa done. Um, everyone thought they'd struggle if they sold Jack Grealish. They got the money. They invested really well. I think they look like a much better team than they did when Grealish was in. And I love Grealish. I love watching players like him play. But for Aston Villa, I think they would have been better off having the money as they have done and look what they've done with the squad. And then it means that 
You know, they're able to get young players like Jacob Ramsey can come through and start to flourish now. Then you can go and have the budget to go and sign someone like Coutinho. Luca Dean's come in and suddenly it looks like a different team. You're not so reliant on one player. And maybe that's what Burnley have got to do. You know, if if Dwight McNeil goes, if Corne goes, if Pope goes, you know, there's going to be the better part of £100 million there in transfer fees. Boy, that goes a long way at Turf Moor. Oh, massively, massively. Two things, though, about Villa. First thing, if Gerard wasn't manager, would half of them players have gone to Aston Villa? And secondly, if we're going to take anything away from Villa, it's the fact that hopefully we'll stay up on a that bullshit VAR decision. That was crazy. Rodri, what what are your thoughts on? Because I know me and Pat. Sorry to say this, Dan, but we kind of are done with Burnley yeah, now. We want yeah, to <laughs> So, Dan, yeah, so, you're a good guy, Dan, but we've yeah. said it many a time on here that we're bored of Bernie now. We hate the style of football and we'd rather see someone else come up who can actually try and give it a go. Because even Brentford, for their Brent, uh, they're, they're not great, but at least they try and play football. We are, we're, if we're being honest, we're annoyed with your negative style of football. So we kind That's of what want... we're trying to change, though. Yeah. That's what we're trying to change. That's why we've been trying to get the ball on the floor. We've been trying to, you know, look play it into the channels and stuff like that. However, that game yesterday, we literally were just hoofing it over the top. In fact, I look at Ashley Westwood, him and Josh Brownhill in the centre, two players who have been pretty much very similar in calibre, except Ashley Westwood likes to lob a ball over the top. He tried it 10 times yesterday and only completed it once. And you just think, what are you doing? Veghorst for six foot six, absolutely brilliant with his feet, but could not head for shit. It, it lit, he literally is the epitome of the film White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> well, Rod, Rodri, you're the only one on this podcast that could have said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get cancelled out here. <laughs> Rodri, I wanted to get your views on Burnley. Are you happy to see the back of them now? Um, I, I think they, they, they still match. They're looking at Everton's fixturally. And no, talking about people going on the slide, Everton are on a slide. They're in a habit of getting getting beat. And let me just read you the fixtures here. Obviously, they've been beat off Wolves today. They've got Newcastle, West Ham, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, Arsenal, Leicester, Brentford. The only three games that I see them getting anything out of, and they're no gimmies, is Crystal Palace. Burnley and Watford. I'm going to say because they've still to play. Ours, the, our game against them that we were meant to play on Boxing Day under Agent Rafa. And, you you uh, know what I mean, Spoonie. You know what I mean. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we should have played them then. It would have been perfect time to play them. But now, you sort of fear because that it's that second half of the season. You could have a big fat R against your name and pull out a result against a team second or third in the division. You know, it's 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 so difficult. But yeah, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. Everton are in the mud. My stepdad's a blue, and I can't wait to laugh at him. Hopefully, if we stay up. <laughs> I'm a I'm a big uh, Daesh fan. I, you know, I appreciate what he's done. He's been there a long time. You know, he's changed the the whole culture of the club, the training ground, uh, and he like Spoonie said, they are punching above the weight. So it's an art oh, yeah. to stay in the Premier League with not great quality. And he's done it for, for a long time now. Is it just going to catch up with him? We've seen it over, over the years that it does catch up with teams every now and again. Uh, and is it Burnley's year? I hope not, because like I say, I do appreciate John Dyche. I do like him. He's all right. 
Brilliant, brilliant. So that's an interesting that's one, Everton. I did say it on a few shows ago. Uh, Everton was my wild card, and people looked at me funny, but it is a bit sticky for them right now. We'll see what happens. I'm it's, sure it's just like when you win in, uh, it's just like when you're sorry, just like when you're yeah. winning, you get in a good habit. They're in a good habit of blues in a minute. Um, yeah, you know, definitely, man. They've got the out of it. What's happened to Deli Alley? Gone from Tottenham and Everton, he can't even get a game. He's, he's not even mad. getting in the team, is he? Yeah. No, exactly. and that, that was the best thing I'd seen regarding Deli Ali this year when he put that picture up of him with like, his controller on Instagram saying, Who wants a game? And Mourinho commented saying, Probably you. This is why people, this is why people, I don't, I don't know if some, some of you will probably disagree. But this is why people are, are, are kind of having a go when you turn up to somewhere in like a four or five hundred grand car to like a, a working man's football club. Just sends out the wrong message. And, you know, Chris Eagles at Burnley. Chris Eagles at Burnley thought it were Billy Big Bollocks when he left Man United, turned up in his Ferrari. When you've got a keeper who wears grey joggers prior to them being pretty much what women ogle at these days in a left-hand drive mini that looks clapped out. I mean... Proper contradicting. But what are they meant to, to be fair? Are, they, are they literally meant to just drive a different car to training then? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't no, see but, it. you know, if a uh, uh, turn up in a Rolls Royce, to me, breeds success. That uh, Just, it just I mean, maybe I'm old-fashioned, but it, no, not for me. Just not for me. There's lots of other cars, but a four or five hundred grand car turning up when you can't even get a game for your football team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, win a medal or two, bro. Yeah, yeah, but then, like, then, like Harry Kane would have had three if he'd have stayed at Leicester. <laughs> Harry Kane would have had three medals if he'd have stayed uh, at Leicester. Uh, you, you, know, you, you know, the irony behind that is that Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy, it's mad. There's a picture, they're sitting on the bench, both of them couldn't get a game for Leicester. Now, look, yeah, because Chris crazy. Wood was up front. I know, it's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the way football works is yeah. crazy. We'll move on to um, DJ Spoonie's team. Liverpool got an away win to Brighton. Was it a comfortable win there, DJ Spoonie? Um, Brighton, that was our first win in four games against Brighton, home and away. Um, they sank about the way that they play football. That is just a bit of a problem for the way that we like to play football. Um First goal, I'd say it was going to be important. We went 2-0 up against them last time and, and we still didn't win the game. But I did feel that we would um, that we would get it done this time. Um, Diaz, I've seen Diaz play a, a few times and he, he's, he is a problem for the opposition. He, he is something and he's just going to get better and better. Um, really brave for the first goal. Their keeper definitely should have been sent off. How that was not a red card, I don't know. And then, um, you know, Mo did what he did from the spot, 2-0. On paper, it looks comfortable. Um, but, yeah, we, we we got the job done. It wasn't our best performance. Um, but at this stage of the season, there's 10 games to play now. We're chasing. we just got to get them three points, you know? And you made, a, you, you made a comment earlier about the Man United and Spurs game, about it being more about three points. I think when you're Liverpool or your City... Now it's about three points because you lot have shown you can put the performances in. We know that you lot can play football. 
So I get what you mean for you guys now. I definitely think it's more about the three points. And, you know, you've got a game against Arsenal at the week in midweek. Yeah. Do you think that, you know, that could be a potential banana skin for you? Do you think you will go and get the job done? Yeah, you know what? It's a really interesting one because Arsenal come into this on a great run with great form. But with all due respect, which is normally what someone says before they'd be disrespectful. <laughs> we've been giving them licks lately, right? So, you know, it's like, not that I'm going to be complacent about it, but if I'm Arsenal, when you look at Liverpool's firepower at the moment, they can come at you in so many, so many different ways. I mean, Bobby Firmino, who's not starting, he didn't start on the weekend. He loves scoring goals against Arsenal. Just the way that he plays and the pockets of space that he finds himself in. Diaz, Jota, Mane, Salah, like any combination of those three are going to be a problem. So it's just going to be interesting how Arsenal approach the game. Um, and again, we've just got to go and get three points. We've got a couple of big games down the stretch and and, and this is, you know, this is one of them. Um, we win this one, we go back to within three points of City and we put the pressure back on them. Well, depending on what City do, or what happens to them tomorrow, you know, you could even be level on points with them. Yeah. Don't, don't see it. I'm expecting them to win. I, I, I'm expecting yeah. them to win. So, you know, on that basis, uh, yeah, you're right. But it's, this is the Premier League. Anything anything can happen. But I'm not expecting them to uh, to drop points. Yeah. Rodri, how, how are you feeling over there just watching Liverpool just motor on, motor on? Like, we're literally watching... A Premier League title fight between our two biggest rivals is, is crazy. How are you feeling over there, man? Uh, yeah, I'm not too 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 bad about it, to be honest. I, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of, lot of success in the last 30 years. So, you know, you've got to take the rough and the smooth. Uh, we're in the position now. Liverpool were 10 years after they were in the, after not winning. You know, there's a template there and we're not learning from it. We're just do, making the same mistakes. So, um You've got to get a solid manager, of course. You know, we look at Van Dijk to Maguire, night and day, looks totally in control. And Maguire took, looks totally out of control. Um, so that calms everyone down. And then you just, they're just like a well-oiled machine. Same as City. I don't see them losing now any games, both of them to the end, to be honest. You know, there's levels to this game now. and One of them has to, because Liverpool's still got to play City. That'll be the decider, won't that'll it? Be draw, that'll, be the one, that'll be the one one draw and stay on me. Yeah, that's, that's the really... one that's been dug for about six weeks by the media for a nil nil. Really go for it and we get a ding dong of, of a game, which we could possibly get because that's the only yeah. choice, really. Now they've got to really go for it. And with the players, they've got Diaz, Jota, now Firmino's back. So they've got strength and depth now as well, which they've never really had. So, uh, yeah, like I say, there's levels this game. I don't see Arsenal touching on the weekend. They're, they're in, a, in a groove at the minute, like they were two years ago, both of them, City and Liverpool. So it's yeah. good to watch. It's good to watch good football. It's just annoying. It's the two it is. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's what it comes down to. When, when you're watching football, you want to watch good football. And I think that's what frustrates me so much about being a Man United fan at the moment is we just don't play good enough football and it's quite boring to watch. Um, so, Spoonie, you, it must be a dream for you to be watching your team at the moment because you're an entertaining team. You score goals. 
and you've got a manager that knows what he's doing. But as you've said, the structure has been in place and he's brought players to fit that structure and that team. You know, we're, we're getting to the, we're in the business end of the season now. As you say, there's nothing much in it. Do you think that you will get over the line and, and get and get that that 20, 21, I mean, 22 title? The, the, the thing is, I, I as I sit here now, the way that Manchester City have played over the last five years under Pep Guardiola, I can't say... I can't say that we will, but all I can say is we are absolutely going to give ourselves the best possible chance because of the players, because of the manager, most importantly. And that's all that we that's all that we can do at this stage. And I say this is absolutely no disgrace coming runners up to Manchester City to this Manchester City side because it's like when you look at you know maybe an analogy or a comparison when you look at the amount of majors that Andy Murray might have won had he not played tennis in the era yeah. of three of the greatest tennis players of all time. Yeah. So at any other time, it, th those trophies would have been spread around a little bit more. This Manchester City team, you know, the resources, the manager, it's like, bruv, it, it's hard to get a sniff. You know, we had we, 97 points, we couldn't win the league. That's madness. 97 points. That would have won the league, I think, Something like 20 times out of 22 or 23 or something, something mad anyway. Don't quote me on that. I don't want to lose my job. But <laughs> it, was something, it was something ridiculous. But this is the level. This is the new level that you've got to get to. So like I said, it's no disgrace coming second. As long as we make it like a real title challenge. I'm not talking about finish second like Manchester United did last season when I don't even know what the point gap was. But if this was an athletics and we're talking about a podium, City would have been in position one, two and three. <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about that kind of second place finish. But let's see. Let's see what happens. You know, let's see what happens. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be entertaining. And I love I love what my manager and my team are doing right now. Yeah. Dan, as um, you know, you're at the other end of the table. Do you have any allegiances? I think you said your stepdad is is an Everton fan, is he? So do you are you hoping that Liverpool do something or do you have any alliance or anything to any of the top teams? To be fair, not really. Um, if anything, the, there was a picture I put up when I did a video recently. Um, for some reason, I'm a, I'm a sucker for punishment. So I posted a picture of myself wearing Man United pajamas as a kid. Oh, I don't know what we're, I don't know what we're more down for wearing the Man United pajamas or holding an S Club Sevens CD in front of me as well. Um, but to be fair, I mean, first up, DJ Spoonie, Luis Diaz is an absolute fantastic player, an absolute gem, and um, yeah, it's right, Chris. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but. I just think him and Robertson, even though they both can't speak a word of, you know, the language to each other, just understand each other telepathically and it seems to work. Um, they've been brilliant together. I just think if any team's going to fear this the most, it's got to be Manchester City because they're going to be looking over their shoulder every game week thinking, what's Liverpool doing? What's Liverpool doing? We've got to win our games. Liverpool can go about it and think, you know what? As Spoonie said, you know, it there's no harm in coming second to a team like Manchester City. So it's a case of going about their business as normal. Man City do have a point to prove and there'll be fire in the bellies, but there'll also be fear. 
And it's about balancing that for Manchester City. But I, I do, if I had to pick one, think Man City may crumble. Yeah. Interesting. That's a big shout. And I see Cy, shout out to Cy Cole. He put up that Palace will draw with City tomorrow. So there's some interesting shout Yeah, but he's a Liverpool fan. Let's give him some. He's very, very, you know, so let's give context. He's got a point there, though, because if you look at the fixture over the last two years, Crystal Palace have been City's bogey side. Yeah. Yeah. They beat them 2 0 at home, didn't they? They beat them 2 0 at home. Yeah, they've got the genuine pace to to play them on the break. Conor Gallagher's brilliant as well. So it's not just kick and rush. They're not as reliant as they were before on Wolf Zaha totally now. You know, Elise is brilliant. Eze is brilliant. Gallagher's mm-hmm. brilliant. You know, Edward, he can finish if they get the ball in the right area. So, you know, again, they, they, they have a fighting chance and they have a free hit. So they can go there. They can play with no pressure, which is always a nice, uh, a nice place for them. Listen, I'll be delighted if Palace can do a little something, something. I'm not expecting it. Yeah, in three weeks' it. time, Bruni, we'll try and do our bit for you as well. <laughs> at, at Palace, or is, it, is it at Palace or is it at City? At Palace, yeah, it's at Palace. Palace. It's, it's like it's live there as well, night match. Won't be easy. Yeah, it won't, yeah, won't be easy. One, one thing I will say, though, is I do feel everybody, I'm not sure what it is, but everyone does kind of think that City are going to crumble, but I'm just like... City are City for a reason. They've been here. They've done it. They know how to get it over the line. And I, I don't know, man. I, I think that it's going to come down to, as what you said, Roddy. That you don't. I don't think neither team will lose any more games. I think it will just come down to that Liverpool and Manchester City game at the Etihad. I think that will be the crunch, and we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what I happens in that game. We'll see our. Um... People say City crumbled. Did you not see him the last game against United? They laughed that last 45 minutes. It was probably the best 45 minutes I've seen this season. United couldn't touch the ball. But then that's the sort of game, though, Rodri, where you know United and City sort of form goes out the window and it's about rivalries, isn't it? So I don't no, know. No, but it was like, it wasn't even like it was going toe for toe. City, United were just yeah. like getting behind the ball, but they just still couldn't touch. It was pop, pop, pop. So, if you play like that for the rest of the season, then it'd be... Right, people, people are... People are because don't forget, City against Everton, they were very fortunate to get that win. Everton gave them a good scare. Yeah, and true. obviously, Everton should have had a penalty. The Premier League came out and apologised, which never happened. So, there are two sides to the coin and City aren't always... But Liverpool will have those games as well. Liverpool yeah, don't blow away every team. It. No. So, it, it's not it's not a foregone conclusion. They're, I still think there'll be twists and turns. I, I can't see both teams winning every game from now to the end of the season, bar that one playoff game. There'll be some slip-ups, up, slip for sure. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Yes, you know, tomorrow is, is, it, is a big banana skin. Yeah. Banana skin. Massive, massive, yeah. It's going to be a big game. We're all going to be tuned in. Monday Night Football. Let's go, <laughs> let's go, let's go. <laughs> let's move on now. Um, Arsenal, <coughs> two, less than nil. Um, Pat, I'm going to go over to you first. Yes, you know, sir. Yeah. Because you get into it with the Arsenal boys on a weekly basis, daily basis, yeah. hourly basis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me. I had to tell Carlos today, stop atting me in the group chats. I'm here, like you don't need to keep atting me every time. But yeah, it's, it's mad. Me, me, me personally, I was I was speaking to one of my boys today. He's a United fan, and I was telling him that you know when we go to the Emirates, it's going to be a tough game. Now his hate for Arsenal just literally can't allow him to say anything 
positive about them. Now, I can sit here as an honest football fan and say that Arsenal are playing good football. And for me, they're the, the best out of the, the, the three that we see there. What are your thoughts on how Arsenal have been going on over these last 10, 12 games? Yeah, you know what? Just like you, Sams, I mean, obviously, I hate Arsenal with a passion. I, I hate their fans. I hate the club. I hate everything about them. But as a football fan, i just got to be honest that they're, they're actually doing really well. And like you said, they play good football. I can't... T- I'd be silly if I turned around and said, you know, I mean, you know, I've been out here saying Saka's overrated. I still stand by that. With Forget that for now. But Saka has been brilliant this season. Odegaard has been brilliant this season. We'll say this season. He's been brilliant over the last probably 10 games. Martinelli looks fantastic on the, on the wing. Their defence, Gabriel looks good. Ben White looks good. Uh, obviously, the keeper is doing fantastic. They are a good unit. I don't know how it's happened or what's happened, and but yeah, it's she's like you got to be honest. If you're if you're just calling it and being a straight shooter, they look like the fourth best team. I'm hoping you guys, as in Man United, can just shit house that fourth place spot because business end of the season, United do know how to just get the job done. Again, the Tottenham game was a prime example of that. United weren't great. Some even said that they might not have even been the best team on the day, but they they won the, the game. They got the job done. I'm just hoping you guys can do that because if we're being real, Arsenal are the fourth best team in the league right now. The form shows you that. I think they showed a league table the last 10 games and Arsenal, City and Liverpool are all on 25 points. So it just goes to show they are doing a good job. They do have some tough games coming up. So we hope that, you know, they'll come a cropper in those. But yeah, credit where credit's due. They are doing really good. Um, and it just seems that obviously the young players have really grown together. They understand each other a lot more this year. Um, obviously, Ramsey, uh, Ramsdale coming in, a lot of people laughed at that. He looks assured. He looks like a good keeper. He has to be the England number one now for me. You can't have Pitford still at number one. I know they're saying, uh, you know, um, Southgate wants to keep the same players and he trusts South uh, Pitford and Pitford doesn't make mistakes for England. But let's be real. Ramsdale's the better keeper and he looks better every week, week in and week out. He has to start over him. And yeah, they just, they're, they're doing well, man. They've got some big tests. Obviously, you know, as a, as a rival, I'm hoping that they slip up, but they do have a good buffer now. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for any of us to catch them. Tottenham, uh, what is it? Uh, Man United, West Ham. It's going to be tough. But the good thing for all of us three teams is that we all got to play them. So we're still in our hands to get some points off them. Yeah. Spoonie, um, obviously this is the first time we're meeting on on a football show like this. What have your thoughts been on Arteta as the manager? You know, you've obviously seen your manager come into your club and change things, but having a kind of it's been intentional, isn't it? The way that Klopp has gone about it. I've fired shots at well, Pat definitely has fired shots at Arteta <laughs> since he's come in. And I have as well thinking that the job has been too big for him. What what has your thoughts been on Arteta? Have you seen something similar in terms of the way that Klopp has gone about business at Liverpool? I, I'd say I've been impressed so far to date. There were times when it looked rocky, but I think if you take a snapshot of any manager in the Premier League, other than maybe Pep you can go, oh, it's not looking good and there are only one or two results um, away from being sacked. But I think the plan, the structure, the way their acquisitions, I always talk about acquisitions, I think it's so important. Managers, you know, they live and die by getting their transfers right. 
um, especially the ones that don't have an unlimited budget. It's not as though he can spend 50 million on each of his fullbacks and get them wrong and then swap them out and make the same mistake with his goalkeeper and the same mistake with his centre-halves. You know, most other teams don't have that those resources. Um, but generally, I, I think he's got it really right. I think what he did with Aubameyang, I think he got that right, the call to let him to let him go out. Not because I think he's a bad person. I don't know him, but I just don't think that the his plan and his vision um, as an individual was that of the teams in the in the completely opposite way that I see Lacazette. If you ask me pound for pound who's the better player, I'm most probably say Aubameyang. If you ask me who's going to be better for Arsenal, I'm going to say Lacazette. And the way that he gels and he seems to be mentoring the younger players, of which they have some fantastic young players at Arsenal in Smith-Rowe and you know, Saka, I think, will get better. Pat, I think he's a very good player. I don't mm. think he's the best young player there. I think Martinelli is absolutely brilliant. Okay. And I can't believe that Smith-Rowe doesn't get more, more minutes. But such that they have such an abundance of riches there that that's, that's where they are. But if you want to be a big team and you want to be a great team, you're going to have to have players of that, uh, of that calibre. Mm. So, you know, right through the team, they've got it right. Tierney's mm. a future captain. Tommy Asu on the other side looks good. You know, Ben White and, and, and Gabriel in the heart. So there's a lot right at Arsenal at the moment. Can they hold it together between now and the end of the season? If they do, if they get into Champions League, I would say that Mikel Arteta is a genuine contender for manager of the year. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah, that's a good shout to be fair, because no one's really talking about that right now. But yeah, if they get top four, considering they were eighth and eighth and everyone laughed at them, including all of us, I definitely did, and they get fourth, then you've got to give him his credit. Of course, Pep and Klopp will be, you know, the standout <laughs> candidates. Possibly... Um, uh, Eddie Howe at Newcastle, if he gets them to around 10th or 11th, which I can see happening now, because he's doing well at the underside of the table. But Arteta, yeah, he's... he's. Oh, I hate to say it, but yeah, he's doing a great <laughs> job. I hate, I hate the fact that I'm saying this. I'm so disappointed. Tell the thing, man. Tell the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, um, they're doing well, man. Rodri, do you think that we we will struggle when we go to play them at the, at the at the Emirates, or is it's too early to say? I think we'll, we've left us too much to do. They've got a big couple of weeks coming up. Who they got? They got Liverpool, Villa away, Crystal Palace away. So there's three games that, that are not easy. But um, you know, I had a bet last week that Everton will get relegated and I will finish fifth. I'm not going to change my view on that. Nothing to oh. say. Is that what your bet was? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Big team. Yeah, no, it's probably going to happen now. Man no, they're pointing a point above us with three games in hand. Yes, we've got to um, beat them, but then we've got to win all our games and we're not playing that mm. great. We've got to play Liverpool. We've got to play Chelsea. So, no, that means we've got to win all our games and Arsenal got to lose, what, three, four? Do they have to play it. Liverpool twice? Because no, we've got to play Liverpool. Is it just once? Because so, yeah. I thought Liverpool was their game in hand. Yeah, yeah Arsenal got to play Liverpool as well. Yeah, Arsenal well, got to play. Yeah. Not Tuesday, but this week. Arsenal play Liverpool, and then we've got to play Liverpool. Yes. Both rearranged games, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
So Arsenal yeah. only got to play Liverpool one more time. Did they play Liverpool yeah. earlier on? Yeah, they got yeah, beaten like four yeah. or five nil yeah. when they yeah. played them. They yes, got... of course they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah no, play... Arsenal still got to play Liverpool. They got to play yeah. Tottenham. They got to play Chelsea. Man United. Um, United. So they've got some tough games there, man. But obviously, they are winning the games where we would hope that they would slip up. Like your Leicester's, your this, your that. They're winning. And they're winning those games quite comfortably. So, yeah, it's worrying signs for us a lot. Obviously, we hope things can change in football. Like Spoonie was saying, um, momentum is contagious. And I'm just hoping once they hit a once they hit a slippery slope, I'm hoping that they don't know how to handle it and bounce back. That's just what I'm relying on. That's all I can say, really. Hmm. Oh, man. Haters gone hate. Haters gone hate. <laughs> Go on, the best, best decision that manager made, I agree with Spoonie, that got rid of that Bangyang. You know, Spoonie yeah. didn't want to say it, but I'll say it was a bad egg. <laughs> being a captain and turning up when you want, doing what you want, even looking at his car, just yeah, it's a bad egg. <laughs> you don't like the cars, it's got a car that's silver, mirror, or glass. Not none of that business. <laughs> it's not just that; it's the way he made his move to Barca as well. He did, he did like the Peter Odom wingy thing, didn't he? And he just went out there and hoped for the best, and he yeah. just. He just, he just he proper bad vibe. Arsenal football club and turn up late. Having tattoos or whatever he was doing, idiot, get him out. <laughs> yeah, I, again, you know, I, 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 I could listen. I think there's enough right with what's going on uh, with Arsenal and the way that Mikel Arteta has handled his business to focus the attentions in that way. You know, as individuals, we all how we behave, how we conduct ourselves. That's our legacy. So it's up to him what he wanted to do. But like I said, if I'm the manager of that football club, I'm going. You know what, three hundred and fifty thousand pound a week, and you've got the armband. You know what? I would rather. I would. I actually thought at one point, and I, and I said this in January. I didn't think it would have been bad business for Arsenal to find a club that would have given him a hundred and fifty grand a week or two hundred grand a week, paid a shortfall, and give improved contracts to some of the younger players. I thought that would have been a better spend of their money anyway. They ended up getting him to go to Barcelona. I think it's a it, it's a good deal for Arsenal. I think they've actually kicked on since that time anyway so fair play they've got some really good young players that could get influenced by by that stuff so yeah get him out yeah yes arsenal motor on saka arsenal getting their dues today and they're doing well man can't say anything there's certain arsenal fans though that are only speaking now we had not seen them for the whole season now their voices are as loud as anything i didn't even know carlos was still supporting like watching football but he's he's there now the voices are loud but this is this is it you got to take the rough with the smooth you know what i mean rough with the smooth. well it'd be just like arsenal to 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 come to it wouldn't it no, it's they're just like Tottenham. Maybe it's a North London thing. They're just soft. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll right. take the North London slander if they come fifth. I'll take it all day long. Oh my gosh, yeah. that would just that would you know you know when we've seen teams celebrate top four before and you yeah. look at them in disgust. I'm going to be shameless if we make top four. I'm going to be celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> isn't, it, isn't, it, isn't it really interesting? We spoke earlier about. Burnley and the, the divisions within the Premier League that Manchester City, if they finish second, they're disappointed. If Liverpool finish out of the top two, they're disappointed. Mm. If if you get a team like you know Everton that don't finish in the top eight, they're devastated. 
if you're Southampton and you can finish in the top half, you're absolutely flying. So yeah. everybody, everybody has their own little league and division that they're that they're trying to get into. And then someone like I suppose you look at Tottenham and Arsenal and Manchester United for that reason. I think you know Manchester United when on on that day when they signed Cristiano Ronaldo, the news and the vibe we're going to win the league, we're going to win the league, we're going to win the league. Manchester United fans thought that Ronaldo signing would be the thing. But I don't I don't think so Spoonie, because I for one definitely didn't think that and I don't think Rod did either. So I think the the, the majority I of think half, it was half and half, wasn't it? But the people yeah. don't a lot that did. There's a lot that did. Obviously, you look at the bigger picture, don't you? you? Look at the midfield, but yeah. I I I had thought come second, we've got Varane, Sancho, Ronaldo, might have a chance, but yeah, miles apart. You know, if you're going to concede the goals, if you're going to concede the goals that, that you do, you know, the biggest, there's no disgrace losing to Manchester City. None, ever, right? But the manner of that defeat last week, I'm telling you, I play Vets football now, right? And that goal, the the the, the second De Bruyne goal, where Maguire dummies, dummies it in the box, <laughs> where we don't know what's behind him. If you did that in our Vets team, you'd get cussed. <laughs> or, or not cuss. Even worse than the cuss is where a man just goes <laughs> and, and doesn't say nothing. That's even worse than the lyrics. But my man's I'm the yet, most expensive defender in the world. I'm yet to see a team win the league with a fridge in the back four. So, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, you're harsh, bro. No, but yeah, like I've talked about it yesterday. What are you doing? Let it go through your legs. Just kick it out for a corner. Yeah, it's what Sunday league it? stuff, isn't it? Sunday oh. league stuff. If you're in danger, you can get rid of it. Running the thing is, though, I know the price tag. Not easy. We all know it. We all know the yeah. Money. Yeah. You know, you look at with all due respect. If if that was, would you think Ben Me or Talkowski would have done at that stage? They ain't going through their legs. And if it goes near no. anyone, they're getting a piece of the boot as well. But Maguire's letting it go through his legs. I, I don't know. I I can't think of many centre halves starting in the Premier League that would have done that. And this is the guy at the heart of Manchester United, the Manchester United's defence. That's a it problem. It speaks volumes when he was dropped. Phil Jones came in and everyone's like, oh God, could it get any worse? Phil Jones walks off the pitch crying pretty much because he's put in a, a really good performance, probably a man of the match performance. Yeah. And, fa and fans were like, you know what? For massive respect to have the balls like Phil Jones did in that game. And you just think, you know, mad respect to him. Agreed. You know, as as we're going to move on quickly, but I just want to ask you this, Rod. Going forward, obviously, we need a reset now. I think it's clear. We just need this whole thing ripped up and started again. Do, do you have any confidence that the new manager comes in and does the right thing in phasing Maguire out? Because I think we can all see... Dan can see, Spoonie can see, Patrick can see. They're not United fans. We can all see Maguire is not good enough centre-back. But I I just see the new manager coming in and just sticking with him. And that's that, and that's where I don't see us improving. No, you, can, you can't. You can't. Because if you want to play that high press, I, I would wonder, sometimes wonder what would City look like if City bought him? Because they defend on the, the halfway line where they have to drop deeper, but yeah, he's you know he did well in the first two years, but that's because we weren't as high as we are now. But he just gets isolated, and he's seen it yesterday. 
straight away panicked. All you've got to do is look to your right. You can see him offside. Instead, mm. he's panicking, stretching, and he's made a mistake and made an own goal. It's just a simple look. I know it's split second, but you know, you're professional football, eighty million pounds. It's your job, and, and you'll notice it more at United as well because you've had you know top class defenders. You've had Ferdinand, you've had Vidic, you've had players like Yap Stam, and then you get someone like Harry Maguire, and you think, whoa, like. What are you even doing wearing a red shirt? Let, you know, you know something, Dan. That's a really good point. I was having this conversation with Sam the other day, and let's make no bones about it, right? Um, they had LeBlanc, they had uh, LeBlanc, they had Blanc, they had Ferdinand, um, Vidic. These are some of the best centre halves that I've ever played in the, the Premier League, right? So maybe unfair to compare um, Harry Maguire to them, but what about people like even Pallister and Steve Bruce, who? You know, Steve Bruce had the Amney England caps. I don't even know if he had any. He, he, never got any cap, no. he didn't get an England cap. But I'm picking Steve Bruce all day, every day, and twice on Sundays, morning kickoff and afternoon kickoff, ahead of my <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's the kind of, that's the level. I mean, is Harry Maguire like undroppable? I noticed that Aaron Wambasaka, he had a poor game against Manchester City, right? He didn't start yesterday. Why did Maguire start? Why did why is Lindelof on the bench? Yeah. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. you know what? Maybe, and I'm being fair here, that Harry Maguire needs a bit of time out of the team to just be no pressure to have his reset, his personal reset, and see what Manchester United do. But I think the more they keep playing him, if I'm any striker in the Premier League right now and I'm coming up against Manchester United, I'm hoping he's starting. And that, that might be... Cornet playing for Burnley, or it could be Mares or Foden playing for Manchester City. It, right up and down the league, I'm going, I hope my man's in that team. You're not going to look at him and go, like, if you're playing against Van Dijk or, or Ben White, or, yeah, he just doesn't instill so any slow. He's so he, stiff, flat-footed. He, the first couple of years, he wasn't bad, though. He, he, was, he, he improved us. It's this last year where... It's just gone from bad to worse. What do you think it is then, Rodri? <clears throat> I really don't know. Because he's just been isolated. Maybe it's the coaches and the, the managers, um, the players playing against him. I'm not too sure. But um, it was it started when Leicester, when he came on against Leicester, when he'd been out for two months. And his first game back after two months against Jamie Vardy. And he tore him in the arsehole. He's just running ragged. Yeah, but Vardy does that. Vardy does that to. Love. I, I mean, listen. I don't. I don't care whether it's whether it's Carrick, whether it's Gunnar Solskjaer, whether it's Rangnick, whether it's Mourinho. How are you letting the ball go through, through your legs at that point, there, bro? Can't blame that on no one. That's no I, one. I it, was, the ball was going past his legs too quick. He's opened his legs. So if he can open his legs, he can kick it out. Yeah. But, yeah. I yeah. think. I, I think. I think he's been. I think he's been poor for the other two seasons as well. Not not as poor, but there's been so many games where you just see the quality is just not there with him. I just think he's definitely being found out this season because as a team, we're not defending as well as we have done in the previous seasons. So I think he's he's getting highlighted even more. And Lindelof, Lindelof hasn't helped him either though, has he? They're both simple, alike, aren't they? They're similar. Yeah. You know, another thing as well, Rod, I think what may have contributed is that Varane has come in and shown what, what good centre-back looks like. 
because I think when Varane plays, you see the difference in quality. And I, and I think getting Lindelof alongside Varane, the, the problem with Varane is he's always injured. And this is this is a problem. But in terms of his quality, we can see it when he plays. And, and, and I think it highlights how poorly Maguire is. I feel for Pat in all this. We're all sat here sl- slandering Maguire. He was a better Harry in last week's ge- in la- this weekend game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He wasn't the same goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They both scored one goal. There you go. That says it all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on quickly before we wrap up, gents. Yeah. We'll just touch on Chelsea. Um, Chelsea got a last-minute winner. Um, they're in a bit of no man's land at the moment. They're not going to challenge for the title. They're not really going to drop outside the top four. But do we? Does anybody think that the sanctions um, that have been placed on Roman and all of what's going on over there? Do you think that it can have any type of impact on Chelsea for the rest of the season? Anybody who wants to comment, uh, call me a cynic, right? Um, but I'm kind of I'm thinking innocent till proven rich. I think the amount of of money that's around football and that club, they will come up smelling of roses. Maybe not as fragrant as the roses and the flowers were yesterday, but I don't think that we're going to be playing the Premier League without Chelsea in the the not-too-distant future. What will be interesting, though, is in the transfer market, will players with that amount of uncertainty want to go there? Yeah. And this is what I mean. I think more around transfers, players, next season, you know, manager. Do we think that it's going to impact them going forward in that sense? I don't know, you know. They've they've been under a transfer embargo a couple of seasons back, weren't they? So and it sort of didn't phase them. They sort of just kept kept their head down and got on with it. I suppose now the the only difference is are they going to be able to start financing the players that they've got? Is it going to be a point where these players are going to want out. Um, I feel I feel more for the fans. Um, however, I do and I don't. I feel for the fans that want to, you know, go to the games, visit Stamford Bridge, put their money into the club because it's their club essentially. However, the fan base that turned up at the turf and yours shouting "Stand up for Ukraine" and they're singing Roman Abramovich's name. I'm just like, yeah, sort of just rewards sort of thing. You know, you get what you deserve, pigs. So I was going to say, I was going to say, right there, Dan, you're feeling sorry for Chelsea fans. Yeah, no, I thought I, 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 I thought I was being too now, so I had to contradict myself and then just go, nah, <laughs> arseholes. <laughs> I don't see it. I think it'll be all done and dusted before the end of the season. I think Ron Ram- Ramovich wants it done. The government wants it done and dusted. It'll just go on and on and on. It creates more problems. Uh, it shouldn't really bother the players. These are professionals. Yes, it was a tough game today, but you know they ended up winning uh, with a good finish by Havertz, a great finish, in fact. But um, yeah, I don't feel sorry for the Chelsea fans at all. They've had a very good twenty odd years. Uh, I'm seeing a spoon; they'll, they'll come out smelling roses one way or the other. Because uh, uh, like it's been sensationalised this week, you know, our uh, 
there were talks of um them having to go to like JD Sports and buy kits before the game <laughs> and all of that rubbish. Like they really, really trying to make it out like Chelsea are in the mud. You're gonna have to travel an easy jet. Oh, their bank, their bank account got frozen. They couldn't fill up the fuel for the for the bus. I was like, really? Like, come on. <laughs> like today, even they had the free sh- uh, logo on their shirt. I thought free had pulled out. So there's so much talk, and I'm I'm saying it to the boys in the group chat. I can't see this sticking. Chelsea will come out of this some way or another it's not like you know they're like yeah Chelsea they're gone they're done like they're not man they're still going to be here next year I can't see them an institution of that size is not just going to fold there's no way and and we're already hearing there's so many billionaire owners that want to take the reins straight away Chelsea will be okay um it'll be interesting if how if this drags on you know contract situations like your Rudigers and your Christensen's what happens with that with those guys but other than that, Chelsea are more than okay, and they will be. I'm sure they will be. I hear you, gents. Well, that is the end of the podcast. I have to thank you all for contributing to a fantastic show, episode 95. I really enjoyed that. Um, it was nice to get some new faces on. Dan Spoonie, thank you very much. And obviously, returning guest, Rodri Giggs, always a pleasure having you on, mate. Thank you very much. Good to see Pat's. Found safe and sound as well. Yes. <laughs> 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 you like, okay. Yeah, you dickhead. I was looking at my phone. I was like, why have I got so many notifications? I open Twitter. <laughs> I just see that, yeah, is Patrick okay? He's been, he's been missing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Tottenham aren't doing me any favours at the moment, man. It's peak. And this is the thing as football fans, isn't it? We, we give like... We put so much in their hands. We fight. We're on the front yeah. line, and us. we just try and hope for them to just do us a solid. But they're just letting us down. Our teams. Spoonie's <laughs> all right. Yes, Spoonie doesn't fall into this bracket. He's yeah. All right, but... yeah, but I've had I've had years of it. To be fair, I'm lucky. I don't know many Manchester City fans because I'm like you. Use lot of the only, they're the only fans that can talk to me. I will go toe to toe with any fan of mm. anyone else, even Man United fans. You know because. Yeah, you just won for one Premier League, but you know, Champions League. But yeah, that, listen, that's how it is, isn't it? It makes it all really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's part and parcel of it. Fun. It's all part and parcel of the fun. Wicked, wicked. Please, Spoonie, um, sign out, plug whatever you want to plug, let the people know where they can find you. And as I said, man, thank you very, very much for jumping on. We really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Love, thank you very much, sir. Spoonie's house, Saturday, the 30th of April at Lafayette in King's Cross, uh, Heartless Crew, Pioneer, myself, Fifth Avenue, Onyx Stone, um, and, and Special Touch, big man things in the heart of London. Oi. Right. Oh, Pat, what are you saying? We we touching down? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm shouting at you in a bit, man. Hook him yeah, up. Yeah, man, we need to get that patterned. <laughs> Rod, you going to come down? I used to go out then back in them days, back in the days in the nineties. Remember, spoon, Iron Apple, all them things. You know, right, yeah. yeah, loved the nights. Coliseum, original Spice yeah. is nice member, Rodri boy. Nice, nice, yeah, did all that thing. Brilliant. <laughs> Dan, let me know. Dan, let me know if you want a little culture change. Hundred percent. End of April. I might do. You know, I might do. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I live, in, I live in Burnley, literally two people arguing outside of the shop is like a night out round in, round here. So honestly, I'm down to see what a proper night out's like. <laughs> Rod, pleasure as well for having you Anytime on. Time.
What? What did he say? I'll shoot a defence whenever Stel can be asked doing it because he's lazy. <laughs> and Roger Giggs on football Thursday night, half seven. Wicked, wicked, wicked. And shout out, shoot the defence. Best podcast in the world. Wicked podcast. Love it all of the time. Um, so, yeah, as I said, man, thank you for coming on, Rod. Really appreciate your time, as anytime, always. Man. Um, Dan, it's been a pleasure having you on as well. Burnley fan, first time having a Burnley fan on. Um, you've been brilliant. Good to get your insight. And, um, yeah, man, we'd love to have you on again. Um, please plug whatever you want to plug. Let them know where they can find you. Thanks for your time as well, my man. Yeah, no, smashed it. Honestly, I loved it. Uh, I'll, I'll happily come on again whenever uh, whenever there's a slot. I'll take it. I'm like shit in a field. If you need me, I'll be there. Um, <laughs> honest, honestly, just, yeah, check us out. Turf More House TV on YouTube, at Turf More House, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, TikTok, goddamn, God any social media, I'm on it. Um, so just check us out. Just search Turf More House and that's it. I'll be there. Brilliant, brilliant. Nice, man. Thank you very much for touching down. Obviously, it's a Sunday, so, you know, I appreciate everybody sparing the time on a Sunday evening, man. People got families and stuff, so I appreciate that. It's been a good conversation. Pat, you're obviously doing a lot as well, so let the people them know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, obviously, again, like Sense has been saying, pleasure having you all on. You lot make the show, so, yeah, we, we love it. We appreciate it. People in the comments obviously loved and appreciated it. So, once again, thank you. And um, you'll catch me on coys.com tomorrow going over the Man United game, obviously giving a, a much deeper insight from the Spurs perspective. I'm on the Football Terrace, that's a TFT show, uh, at least twice a week. Um, and then, yeah, just whenever people want me on their shows and, and, and stuff like that. So it's going good, it's going well. And obviously, Views TV official, this is us, this is what we do. And this is every Sunday at 8.30pm. By the way, Thank big up doing Semps, 95 in, 95 not out. I like that. Yeah, thank you. Because Spoonie was a supporter from day one. Obviously, Spoonie and I go back, and he's always, always bigging us up and saying that he enjoys the show. So yeah, appreciate you, Spoonie, and thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, You've been brilliant, bro. You've been brilliant. You've got a link like Spoonie, and you've never really bring man in on the. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm gonna have to have words with Pat behind the scenes because what? When I saw the about Spoonie's coming on, I was like, what? Yeah, that's why. That's why we're still friends because he looks after his things. Exactly, that's it, and not just punting off people. It's it, when when it comes, you know, it's real, isn't it? When when Spoonie wants to jump on, it's proper. So yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, but Pat, me and you have known each other a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Spoonie's got a rave on. Come, we got. Anyway, we'll chat about this off air. Yeah, yeah. Pat's yeah. like Stretch Armstrong right now. He's like, uh, but you're my friend. No, you're my best friend. <laughs> oh gosh, brilliant, brilliant. Anyway, man, I am Semps. Um, this was everyone's a pundit episode 95 and these were my pundits man until next week we are out everybody have a blessed week god bless love love <laughs>